back to Tron today. I'm Andy McNamara with you till 1 o'clock. You're listening on TSN 1050, TSN 1050.ca, and on the iHeartRadio app. Get us on Twitter, at TSN 1050 Radio, myself at AndyMC81. Lots of NFL chirping going on back and forth. You can check my timeline at AndyMC81, at Hockey Chelsea, bringing the heat with some Eagles talk. But there's so much Blue Jays and baseball conversation to have as we get ready for the 4 p.m. deadline. Biggest names coming out, of course, Sonny Gray, you Darvish, uh, Zach Britton as well. Coming. Lots of suitors. Yankees in play. Big time for Sonny Gray. Multiple reports. We'll keep an eye on that for you. But getting ready for the White Sox series live from Chicago. Israel Fair, Toronto Blue Jays reporter from The Athletic T.O. Izzy, how's it going, bud? Hey, I'm good. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, anytime, my friend. And uh, so we're, we're hearing all these rumors. And I got a tweet in, and it was, wow, it, essentially, like, what a difference a year or two makes. Like, two years ago at this time, the Jays were just blowing our minds that we were getting ready for a playoff run last season, going back to the, 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 the playoffs, and now it's a, oh, we're last, and... Now, even if we sell off our pieces, it's it's just not it's just not very exciting for Jays fans. I feel just it's everything's very tentative and, and people are nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how fast uh, professional sports can move, and the Blue Jays in in this iteration are a perfect example of that. Uh, they were building to those playoff runs and kind of I guess if you want to term it the kind of Jose Bautista era for a while uh, had a, a few. Uh, plans and in different ways of getting there. The first couple failed, and uh, they finally were able to put it together. But now here we are a couple of years after that, and uh, they are uh, a team that has, has struggled in pretty much every area uh, of the game this season. And uh, they're, in a, they're in a tough spot in terms of trades because their guys that would typically go as rentals are kind of being seen by teams as kind of second or third options here on the trade market when you're talking about Francisco Lariano yeah. or Marco Estrada. Though I do I do think that the Joe Smith still has has some value, but like you said, Andy, not not entirely exciting right now <laughs> for Blue Jays fans, even in a time of year where you're, you're kind of usually hoping uh, that your team's going to add. And I do think that Blue Jays fans have, have realized that this team is, is not going to, to contend this season and is looking for something out of this deadline to, to kind of push forward here and see where the team can be over the next couple of months and, and certainly next season. Well, yeah, and, and Izzy, when you look at these expiring contracts, yeah, Strato, Liriano, Smith, uh, but Jose Bautista, he has the no-trade clause, of course, but like really the only thing that would make a – a big splash, and it would be a negative splash in the sense that you're not contending in 2018, is if you're dealing Josh Donaldson. Are you hearing any whispers that that is a possibility, or do you see him sticking around after 4 o'clock? I think at this point, uh, if he's moved, it would be a total, total stunner. Mm-hmm. Um, this team is, is committed to trying to, to roll this back. They believe that kind of uh, their upper echelon talent for next year sets them up in a position where, at the very least, they're a wild card contender, sort of in the way that they thought they would be that this year. And really, you can point to 
Aaron Sanchez's injury and Josh Donaldson's injury and now coming back and, and kind of being banged up and having his ups and downs in terms of production uh, as being kind of the, the big holes for this team this season. But they believe that with Donaldson, with Sanchez, with Marcus Stroman, with Roberto Osuna, with the defense that you get from Kevin Pillar in center field, uh, with Russ Martin behind the plate and understanding that uh, he may not be able to play nearly as much uh, as he did earlier on in that contract and definitely not as much as he did early on, early on in his career, uh, that that's a pretty good core and that this is a team that's not lacking that upper echelon talent. And, of course, when Josh Donaldson's on his game, he is one of the three, four, five uh, impact players, best players in baseball, and they believe that him on the team for next season puts them in a position uh, to, to be competitive. And if they get to the deadline next year and they're in a similar spot, then it's a different conversation. But I do think that for this year, he, he's going to be sticking around and uh, they're going to be hoping that uh, he's able to turn it around a little bit because he has been scuffling over the last month or so. In conversation with Israel Fair, Toronto Blue Jays reporter from The Athletic, T.O. on Twitter, at Israel Fair. Izzy, want to get your, your vote on our... Uh, at TSN 1050 Radio, at AndyMC81, Twitter poll question of what if Toronto made no deals today, if, if they just stand pat, let it ride out, what would your reaction be? Disappointed, happy, not surprised, or confused? Yeah, I think as a Blue Jays fan, uh, I would probably be disappointed uh, just based on the fact that they are getting calls on Liriano and they are getting calls on Smith. Um, they are. I mean, they're getting calls on, on on a few players. I think Steve Pierce is is out there as well. And if they they make no moves, then just given where the team is at in the standings, given where they're at in terms of what the front office has talked about in terms of trying to stop the farm system, we just saw earlier, uh, just before the deadline, so last week, uh, the Phillies got three minor leaguers. None of them entirely high-profile minor leaguers, but you're seeing guys that are ranked in the, in the top 25 of, of uh, farm systems. Philly's got three of them um, for Pat Neshek, and uh, that's kind of been a comparison point for a Joe Smith deal. And when you're talking about Joe Smith, who's had a very nice year for the Blue Jays when he's been healthy, uh, has absolutely exceeded expectations based on what he signed for in the offseason and has, has pretty good value considering what you can get for a guy uh, for a reliever at the deadline, that would be a move that if you can get two or three B, C plus prospects for Joe Smith and, and add some more wild cards to your farm system, mm. uh, I think that at this point, given where the team is at, it makes a lot of sense. That's where my thinking is, is too, Izzy. Like anybody dealt today, it's going to be for prospect or, or uh, you know, and, and depth in the bullpen or something like that. Nothing, nothing really flashy or, or, or not, not making a splash. And really, that's because the only way you're going to make a splash is train Josh Donaldson. That doesn't happen. That's the only guy that's going to get a real draw, uh, draw back into it. So from Shapiro, it comes down to him wanting to replenish the farm system. You do that this way. But what going into 2018, they'll finish last or whatever this season. And I was going through it. I, I drew a little baseball diamond, Izzy, and I, I pointed out all the question marks. There are a lot of holes to fill. Like, is this a, uh, for Blue Jays fans, all right, um, look more towards 2019, 2020, and just, you, you know, hope to tread water in 2018? That might be the, the realistic kind of play, and then you start talking about some, some of the Gueros and the Bichettes in the system and yeah. uh, some of that upper echelon talent that, that's right now playing in the minor leagues for this team but is won't be ready 
for 18. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are questions, and there's the same questions that uh, have plagued this team this season. You're trying to get younger and more athletic in the outfield. Is that something that's viable via free agency or trade in the offseason, or is that something that you're looking to do uh, within your system? A guy like Anthony Alford, does he get a shot? Uh, because we've seen repeatedly this season that the Blue Jays definitely need to, to get more athletic uh, in a bunch of positions. And, I mean, for me, the big question is what, what do you get from Troy Tulowitzki? And now you add the fact that he's just suffered a pretty significant injury to that equation. That's, that's a big question mark, but he, he's not going anywhere. He's got a big contract for, for big money. And uh, while he hasn't been entirely productive at the plate, he has had a pretty big impact on this team since coming over. And but for me, those are kind of the two big points uh, that the team needs to, to address. And uh, I, I think it's possible uh, for them to be able to, to fix those gaps, to fill those gaps in the offseason and put themselves in a position where they can be a solid team in 18, though I do think that probably if you're talking about real contention, that's that's down the line, 19, 20, maybe yeah. even 21. Yeah, and that, that's going to be the fascinating storyline. of How do they, what message do they send to the fan base, right? Is it like, like, what, what are they are they trying to do? Is it going to be, a sell job on on the future. Hey, we're kind of good enough. Like it's there's just there's just so so many holes. What a great commercial that would be. Hey, we're all right. And you know, like, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Today's game uh, starting a, a series against the White Sox, uh, who are also having a horrible season. They're definitely sellers at forty and sixty two. Like the rest of of this season. Um, what do you want to see out of these these Blue Jays? Is it is it development? Is it is it more consistency to see what you have out of certain guys? Like like what? It's it's still a long time to the season is over. Right, and a couple of weeks ago I outlined four things in a, in a column that I would say, and it, it's kind of drawing its straws a little bit because you don't have the that upper echelon talent uh, in the minor leagues to come up right now. Yeah, they're not going to make a move right now that's going to excite a lot of people, and so it was. Having Aaron Sanchez come back and make a few starts and his finger not falling off, that's kind of number one. (laughs) Uh, Devin Travis coming back and playing a a few games. And while it's probably not significant in terms of where the team lie in the standings and that, I think for a guy that's had two season-ending injuries to get him back and and playing in games would be very good for him mentally. Uh, I know that he's he's still around the team. He's very much grinding in this rehab. And uh, he's a guy that I think Blue Jays fans really like to root for. Uh, I had Troy Tulowitzki showing some signs in the second half. That's clearly not going to happen. I, no. I would be surprised if we saw Tulowitzki play again this season. And uh, then in September, you do have the outside chance that there's going to be some of these more intriguing prospects that get called up, maybe a Lourdes Gurriel. Uh, it's possible that the, a pitcher like Ryan Barucki, uh, who's on the 40-man roster, so uh, they don't have to make an extra move once the rosters expand in September to 40. Uh, that he, He's pitched pretty well in double-A since going there, and depending on what the Jays decide to do with their starting pitching here at the deadline or, or through August with Liriano and Estrada, uh, there could be the potential that uh, in September they, they're willing to give a guy like Baruki a shot uh, and see if there's something there, uh, if he's either kind of a back-end guy next year or at least looking at, at where he's at in his development. But, I mean, the, the, the list is, is not very long, and when you have a couple of if injury-related ones there, uh, it's not exactly something to get excited for, but that that's sort of 
that's sort of where this team is at right now, and uh, they are feeling like they're they're going to be in a position to fill those holes that we just talked about. But I don't think we'll be seeing much of that uh, and, and seeing that process and that progress uh, in the second half of this year. Izzy, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy Chicago. We'll uh, talk again soon. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. That is Israel Fair in Chicago getting ready for the Blue Jays-White Sox series from the Athletic T.O. You can follow him on Twitter at Israel Fair, F-E-H-R, at Israel Fair. Uh, still to come to the show, we're going to have Sound Wars. We're going to keep track of uh, everything and rumors leading up to the 4 p.m. non-waiver baseball trade deadline. So the Jays, we kind of know, unless there's something right out of left field. We can anticipate the, the names likely to move, if any, do it all. Marco Estrada, Francisco Lariano, Joe Smith. Seem to be the hot three. But what about the rest of baseball? Because we're hearing from all sorts, Joel, Joel Sherman, Ken Rosenthal, uh, John Morosi, that Sonny Gray, you Darvish, if they're going to move, it's coming like at 359.59. And what does that do for other teams when... If you are in the sweepstakes but aren't, aren't sure, do you, do you hedge your bets and go get somebody else if it's going to take that long? Well, I chat with Seth Gruen from Bleach Report, their MLB national writer, and got some uh, MLB big picture views of, of what to expect at today's trade deadline. Let's take a big picture view. Rumors, buyers, sellers leading up to the non-waiver 4 p.m. trade deadline tomorrow. Seth Gruen. From Bleacher Report, National MLB columnist on the line. Seth, how's it going, bud? Hey, what's going on? So let's begin. We'll take a little step away from the Blue Jays for a moment. And it looks like the two biggest names out there anyway. So Melky Cabrera getting dealt to the Royals. But you have Hugh Darvish from the Rangers. And you have Sonny Gray from the Oakland A's. Are those the two top names to you right now? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Just because I think pitching... Uh, is held at more of a premium this time of week, this time of year because uh, it looms so large in October. Um, so yeah, I'd agree with you that that both you Darvish uh, and Sonny Gray are the big names. I would say Sonny Gray is probably the bigger name because of the team control element, um, and he certainly answers questions you have in your rotation in, in 2018, in 2019, and beyond. So uh, you know, I look at a team like the Yankees probably as as the biggest potential player on the sweepstakes for each guy, but uh, I think any team can use starting pitching this time of year. Well, sure, and you can look at, if we go to the ESPN MLB Rumors page, uh, Lance Lynn from the Cardinals has been linked to the Astros. Like It seems like the focus, and maybe it is almost every year, but the focus really seems to be around starting pitching right now. Yeah, well, I, I think, look, I, th- I think it's pitching in general. I think over the past couple of years, general managers have recognized how important relief pitching is and, and how you can actually win with it and may actually need it to win. Um, so I think it's more apropos to say that pitching in general is important this time of year. But look, I mean, starting a great starting pitcher can go out and win you a couple of games in a mm-hmm. four-game series. And, and, and that means you're halfway to moving on or if you're in the World Series to winning it. So there's no doubt about it that teams are looking to load up on starting pitching. I think every team would love to throw four guys out there uh, in a seven-game series, and if you have one through four, uh, you know the kind of dominant staff that, that, quite frankly, the Cubs did last year, um, or the Indians did last year, it, it's going to lead to a deep run in October. Now, who are the biggest buyers or, or potential to be buyers 
uh, coming up to this deadline here, Seth, because you have there are there are some tight races. The AL East, Yankees and Red Sox swapping back and forth for the lead. Uh, Cleveland and Kansas City, a uh, very close. Uh, Royals three games back of of the Indians, uh, trying to make a go of it. Then you have Houston, which is, they're running away with things. And in, in the National League, um, you're really tight with the Cubs and the Brewers atop, and and the Dodgers have kind of pulled away. So, are you hearing any specific buyers that you think someone's going to go out and make a big splash? Yeah, well, look, I, I think it's the Yankees. Mm. Um, I just believe that when you look at sort of the dynamic of the American League right now and the fact that Boston, whether whether via the wild card or if it ultimately wins the division, is going to be playing in October. Cleveland's probably going to be playing in October. Houston, obviously, is going to looks to be running away with that division. So those are all teams with some really, really capable pitching. So I think if you're the Yankees, you know that you need to match that. And they certainly need some starting pitching. And, and uh, you know, that's why they were uh, making a play there for, for Jose Quintana for a while. But mm-hmm. the Cubs obviously were able to, uh, you know, give the biggest and best offer. And that's why they acquired him. But uh, I think that the Yankees probably are, are that, that one team that's going to be most aggressive. But, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, when you look at some of these other teams potentially in the National League, I think the Cubs still may be looking to add some starting pitching. Um, you know, the Dodgers are, are going to run away with that division. You, you alluded to the Nationals. Um, the, the Brewers are a team. Look, they're right on the Cubs' heels. Uh, so that's a team that could look to add some starting pitching. They, too, are interested in Jose Quintana. So uh, the market of buyers may not be as big as we thought it would be, but I have a feeling we're going to see some aggressive teams, and it just so happens that, that te- those teams uh, that, that – may be aggressive, like the Yankees, like the Brewers, or teams that are loaded with young talent. So uh, we could, we'll, still, we'll still see some blockbuster deals here. Well, Seth, I always love when you have the run happen, right? Like when, okay, you're going for you Darvish, two or three teams in on him, or Sonny Gray, and one team gets it, the team didn't. Okay, are they going to overpay for somebody else? Like for, if we bring it back to the Blue Jays here, Liriano, I, I'm not as confident. If you get rid of him, it's probably going to be for some some throw and stuff. But Marco Estrada has proven a down year, but that he can deliver. Do you think there could be a chance that a team overpays for someone like an Estrada on the Blue Jays if they were trying for Gray and or Darvish and came up empty? Yeah, look, I, I think when you talk sort of about what the tactics are this time of year, there's certainly that COS team school of thought where you know I want to be that first guy to make a deal. I Mm -hmm. think that that's when I can personally get the best deal. And we've seen that both ways with him. We we saw that this year, obviously, with Quintana. We saw him deal for Chapman, I believe it was 10 days before the trade deadline. And then on the other hand, we saw him deal Matt Garza when they were rebuilding uh, long before the trade deadline. So, you know, he's an example of a general manager. And look, I think he's you know, widely regarded as the best baseball ops guy in in the game right now. He he's a guy who likes to deal earlier. Now there's another school of thought that that people say, hey, look, I can wait to deal guys because teams are going to get nervous and then overpay. And I think that happens every year, simply because as a general manager in baseball, the worst thing you can do is nothing. Uh, if you're a team that's a seller, you obviously want to sell off parts. Now that said, you could always sell those guys off. Uh, later, you can sell them at the non or at the waiver deadline. You can sell them in the winter, so there's less pressure on those teams. But the teams that are looking to buy, the teams that are looking to add and feel like they have a real World Series shot, there's a lot of pressure on them to do something. So yeah, I, I think I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes every year. 
we see teams probably overpay a little. I mean, you could you could argue that the Indians overpaid for Andrew Miller. He, he was outstanding. Sure. He was great in the playoffs, but they gave up a ton in prospects for a relief pitcher. Now, it worked out, and I just got done saying how valuable relief pitching is. But the point being, I, I, I just think when it comes down to that, those final few hours, teams are willing to pay a high, high price for impact talent. That was Seth Gruen from the Bleacher Report, one of their MLB national writers. Chat with him yesterday on the MLB Trade Deadline Preview Show. Getting ready, and yeah, hey, all reports all day are saying that it is you, Darvish, Sonny Gray, Zach Britton as well in the conversation, so pitching, ruling the day. But when is it going to happen, and what does it mean for the teams who lose out? Is anyone going to be proactive? Are they going to say, all right, an Irvin Santana or Marco Estrada or Francisco Liriano, i got to have him now because I don't think I can get Sonny Gray. That's what we're going to be tracking for the next three and a half hours leading up to the 4 p.m. deadline. First though, folks, it is 12.22. This is Toronto Today. The best sound bites are about to go head-to-head. Then you get to decide which one survives this TSN 1050 sound war. Brought to you by Old Tomorrow's new Lighter Up Light Logger. It's sound bite seed number one versus seed number 16. It's time for a TSN 1050 sound war. Oh, what a hit that was! This is the worst one for sure. All right, so soundbite number one. Oh, this is a beauty. Keith Hernandez and Gary Cohen were having what they thought was an off-air conversation about national starter Tanner Rourke. It wasn't. Rourke got knocked out in the third inning. Rourke's been getting his tits yeah, lit. he really has. Awesome. That's, that's the one seed, obviously. Now, soundbite number 16, Raptors point guard Kyle Lowry is never shy when it comes to expressing himself. I ain't gonna lie, I'm dead. Oh, I cursed. We got our ass bust. We lost. I'm never happy when we lose. I'm barely happy when we win. Go, go to tsn1050.ca, click on Sound Wars, and vote for your favorite soundboy. Seed number one, we're getting his tits lit, or seed number 16, Lowry Isms. Voting for this Sound War closes at 3 p.m. today. Listen to Overdrive later today for the results and for the start of a new Sound Wars battle. On TSN 1050, Sound Wars is brought to you by Old Tomorrow's new Lighter Up Light Lager at select Loblaw grocery stores. All right, I'm voting for number one. That's too good. That one should go right to the finals. That's phenomenal. You can tweet us at TSN 1050 Radio, at AndyMC81. Our TSN 1050 Twitter poll question is, what if the Jays did nothing today? What if they stand pat? What if they do nothing? Are you going to be disappointed? Are you going to be happy? Are you going to be confused? Are you going to be not surprised because that's what you thought was going to happen? Lean the way is not surprised at 47%, 35% disappointed, 15% confused, 3% happy. I guess you'd be happy because you think nothing of note is going to come of it anyway. So we'll keep you up to date. I have a special guest in studio with me after the break. We'll keep you up to date on all the MLB trade deadline stuff, some uh, basketball and NFL conversation coming up too as I take you up to 1 o'clock. You're listening on TSN 1050 to Toronto Today. It is MLB trade deadline day. We have you covered up until the 4 p.m. deadline, then afterwards. Mike Hogan at the top of the hour. I'm Andy McNamara with you till 1 o'clock. This is Toronto Today. You're listening on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and on the iHeart radio app. Give us a follow on Twitter at TSN1050radio at AndyMC81. If you go to my Twitter right now, you'll notice a familiar face, Toronto. 
Somebody who's been who's been away for a while, and he's making his return all the way from Australia. My old friend, Carlin Gay. He works now for Sporting News Australia. He's back visiting and is stopping by the studio. Carlin and I work together at Rogers TV, CBC Sports, and right here on TSN 1050. Brother, how are you? Reunited, and it feels so good. I yes. can't hit the high notes like I used to be able to. <laughs> So I'll leave it at that. We did a little Christmas. Uh, we did. Uh, what was it? Carol CD and for the CFL. Never got released. But we would have been millionaires if it did. It's true. Uh, the man kept us down. Yeah. You know, I, I would have gone. Would have gone platinum. Yeah. Carl, <laughs> Carl and I did some uh, CFL work uh, and, and covered the CFL. I don't know. Is the CFL covered in Australia at all? Uh, not at all. Not at <laughs> not at all. But you can see games. You really? can see games on ESPN. Okay. So, uh, at whatever time it would be, like three in the morning. I don't yeah, know. yeah. You have to be a real diehard Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan <laughs> to be tuning in at three a.m. But ex-pat. people do. People to, do to be living to be living abroad. Yeah. So, Carlin, with the, the Sporting News Australia, you're doing a lot of NBA work, and you you were in in Vegas for some like you're traveling all over the place here, man. This studio is as hot as Vegas right now. It I'll is very hot. It is extremely hot. But Vegas was incredible. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, Raptor fans should be very very intrigued about what this season could mean for them. Okay, especially with the influx that's happening in Cleveland. You don't know whether Kyrie Irving will start the season there or not. Um, and that's you know prime position for the Raptors to step up and take over. I know Boston made the big signing, and everybody's going to talk about the Celtics, you know, yeah. they finished first a year ago, uh, they, they added uh, Gordon Hayward to the team and all that stuff, but uh, the Raptors staying pat is not a bad thing for this team. They still have the core, they, they still have the continuity, and yeah, like, and what do you make of the most recent uh, reports over the weekend, apparently Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry at a wedding, Curry <laughs> mocking LeBron and Kyrie going along with, the guy won your ring, why is he, why is he all up on LeBron? Yeah, Come well, on. I mean, I, well, yeah. I mean, God forbid anyone steps to the king, right? <laughs> I mean, does Kyrie want to be in the NBA at all? Hey, he might be out. He might be in Siberia playing basketball before it's all said and done. <laughs> but in all honesty, it all comes down to ego. We've seen this yeah, in the NBA yeah. many times. I mean, uh, Kobe's done it to Shaq. Uh, the younger guy sure. always feels that he could overtake the old lion. And in my opinion, I think Kyrie has no leverage here. He's on contract for another two years. Where's he? No trade deadline or no trade clause. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. He's making demands about where he wants to go. It, I mean, it doesn't really matter. If, no. If they want to trade you to, uh, you know, say, uh, Sacramento, you may end up in playing in Sacramento, and you're not going to be happy there. <laughs> then enjoy. You're not going to be on Sports Center. No. You're going to be in Sacramento. So, so yeah. you can be the guy. Every NBA team, even the worst ones, have the guy. Someone's got to score 25 points. Yep. Right? You can be that guy, Kyrie, yeah. or you can try and shut your mouth and go win another title. But it doesn't hey. sound like he's interested in that. There, we've all worked with people that we don't like. Yes. And unfortunately, sometimes there are bosses. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this situation, uh, he's, I mean, LeBron is kind of Kyrie's pseudo boss. He is running the show he's in a Cleveland. De facto. You're yeah. going to have to fall in line just like everybody else, Kyrie. And it's not a bad thing to fall in line when you're going to be playing in the finals, you know, year in, year out. That's what I think. Like, here's the thing, Carlin. If you have, if you're Kyrie, and I get it, if you look at it, Kyrie's whole career has been in one way or another centered around LeBron. He was drafted first overall because right. LeBron, LeBron left. left. Yeah. They stunk. LeBron came back and he was the Scottie Pippen. He was the number two. Right. And now, so you want to get out. I, I can get wanting to be your own guy, but you have a chance if with a couple of tweaks to maybe win another ring. Those are not guaranteed in any sport. Right. So if I'm Kyrie, get one more ring. Now you're a two-time guy and you can really write your own ticket. Then you already cement yourself into the Hall of Fame. Do you, do, you think, do you think Chris Bosh would have been a Hall of Fame candidate had he not gone to, gone to Miami and no. played third wheel behind LeBron and Dwayne Wade? No, they went and remember it was like the NWO entrance. They came yeah. out to Miami, and he turned out to be like the Conan, like the yeah. the, the, the extra <laughs> Third guy. on the side. But 
Still got the rings. He still got the rings, still got the and rings. he's still headed to the Hall of Fame. Uh, sure, he's still headed to the Hall that's of Fame. That's a great point because if he did not, if he stayed in Toronto, I'm not going to the Hall. Not, not a chance. Not he would have had great numbers. Yeah, would have been a great player. Probably would have got his jersey retired here. Right. Uh, maybe a statue. We don't know. Maybe. Hard to say if they, if they're feeling lucky. You know, right. if they're feeling nice. Maybe a statue. Maybe a statue. But he's not going to the Hall of Fame, and this is what we have now. He goes to Miami. The rest is history. Wings wins a couple rings, and now he's uh, you know riding off into the sunset. And he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Yeah, that's it. And you can get all Carlin. riding on the coattails of LeBron James. Of, of course, that's why. That's why. And Carlin's on Twitter <laughs> at the Carlin Gay. So Carlin, uh, Jays, of course, uh, I'm sure you've been keeping track. Uh, bottom of the AL East. Yeah. And trade deadline day here. Big picture, this team is in flux. I, I, I drew a little baseball diamond picture for myself. And if they're thinking of contending next year, right field, Jose Bautista shouldn't be playing right field. That's a hole. Left field, Steve Pierce, Ezekiel Carrera, that's a flux spot. Shortstop, Tulowitzki, ligament damage. Devin Travis can't stay healthy. You're going with Ryan Goins at second, and you got an expensive aging catcher. For the Blue Jays at this deadline, there's not really anything you can do. So, like, from, from a fan standpoint, I, I'm just feeling on, on Twitter and everything, just frustration. Like, people, they're used to going to the playoffs for two years. Now it's over. It's yeah. done. Yeah, it's a short window in baseball. That's how finicky the, the sport really is. And the worst place to be in sports, in all sports across the board, is not really knowing. Is that is yeah, that the middle, that mediocre spot? Yeah, that purgatory. And that's where the Jays are right now. I mean, you said it. They really should be sellers, but they have not. They were, like you said, they were in position to not only compete, but they were World Series contenders. Sure, they were for the last two years. Yep. They, leave, they lose Eddie, uh, you know, and Encarnacion goes to Cleveland. Um, Batista is not the Jose Bautista that he was the past couple of years. Injuries, Tulewski cannot stay on the field. The man needs, you know, I mean, he needs to hire a cow and just drink milk <laughs> get for the milk. rest. Get some milk. Uh, get some and, milk, too, I mean, the pitching hasn't been, you know, as, as strong as it has been in the past. So. Well, you got the blister issues with Sanchez. I mean, come on. Like, th- like, things have gone, as good as the health was last year for the Jays, things have gone the other way this season. And yeah, Jose Bautista this year, he bet on himself. Two years ago, he bet on himself and he had to eat humble pie. This year, now it becomes a pattern. Two years in a row, he's in clear decline. He's not the guy. Now, for you send him off as a, a bat, an extra DH, I think he can do that. But an everyday right fielder, he's a liability now. If you were a Blue Jay fan, though, you have to be uh, very proud of the way that this organization stood pat and didn't give Bautista what they wanted. Because yeah. a lot of organizations, yep. especially that didn't have the success, you know, that, that hasn't had success in a, a number of years, uh, where Jose was the guy that's still the face of the franchise mm-hmm. when they weren't going to the playoffs. He was that guy that, you know, fans paid money to come see. You kind of wanted to reward, yeah. you know, that kind of, uh, you know, production when, you know, things weren't going right. And, I mean, they said, no, we're not going to sit here and pay you to age. <laughs> you you, you got to produce. You see that on all sports. So, yeah, like, like the, the, the thank you for what you've done, Conjure. Yeah, come on. It's what have you done for me lately. So yeah. I, I'm a very, uh, as a Blue Jays fan, you should be proud of the way that they handled that because it could have went the other way and then you'd be stuck completely That's a good point. with a bad contract on a, on a player who's completely declining. And he misses Edwin Encarnacion Ooh. more than anyone else. That protection in the lineup that you know, Eddie gave him was huge. Well, now it's, it's that, and you already have two albatross contracts that you can't move in Tulowitzki and Martin. So you got two of those. So imagine if you had a third. It's like we don't even. It's like a, the Jays don't even have Tulowitzki on the field because he, he's always hurt. He's I always mean, hurt. And now ligament freak damage too. Yeah, tripping over a bag and now it's ligament damage. <laughs> so he like likely he might be done for the year. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, it, it, it's a bad spot to be in. But at this point of the season, I agree with the fans. What was the poll results that you had earlier on? Let's let's go to them let's, right now. Let's pick yeah. it up. Yeah, we got the the reaction at TSN 1050 Radio at Andy MC 81 on what. Is your reaction going to be if the Jays do nothing 
at this trade deadline. So if they day comes and goes, nothing happens. So are you going to be disappointed, happy, not surprised, or confused? 46% say not surprised. Second place, 37% are disappointed. I would be disappointed. Yeah. I, I'm voting disappointed in the yeah. fact that uh, not because uh, of them going out there and going bargain hunting and trying to get something to to make a run to make the playoffs, but they need to be sellers and and, and try to recruit and, and and really rebuild because we saw the Yankees do this two years ago and look where they are oh, now with the Judge. Yeah, look where they are now. It, it could really turn around quickly in baseball. It, it doesn't take very long if you do things the right way. Depends how you go about it. Yeah. Like and Mark Shapiro in Cleveland, it was a smaller market. Built through the farm system. Now, big picture, yes, that's the right way to do it, right? You build your own, but that takes a long time. And Blue Jays fans, I said it earlier, Carlin, they got a taste. 20 years of kicking your, eh, I'll catch tomorrow, it doesn't matter. Now, two years, they're thirsty. They want the winner, and now you're taking it away from them. Well, the, 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 the sad thing about it is for 20 years, you know, they were out of the playoffs or yeah. out of the playoff picture, but they weren't doing things the right way. It, it was always trying to be the quick fix to yep. get to the next level. And never happened. But if they do things the right way here, we've seen examples in the league, in the American League, where you know you can sustain it. You brought up Cleveland. Look at Cleveland now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you brought up Kansas, Kansas City. You know they've won a World yeah. Series doing it that way. Houston, Houston oh. is Houston's playing incredible. Unfortunate injury for Correa that will, you know is going to miss some time. But yeah, uh, you know uh, Seattle, uh, you know they're a little far off. They they went out and tried to get the big fish in the pond, and that really hasn't worked out for them uh, when, they, when they got Cano. So um, you know the Yankees. Did it the right way, and and you know they're rebuilding the un. You know you expect the Yankees to go out and just sign the big fish in the market. Yeah. They did it the opposite way, and that's proving to work out. So if the Blue Jays want to take some time, this is the time to to really you know be sellers and, and think about the future right now. Yeah, and see if they do that today. Is it going to be Marco Estrada, Francisco Lariano, Joe Smith, a bigger name Jose has to wave that no trade. Carlin, before we break, we're both big NFL fans. Huge. You're a Bills fan. I'm a Browns fan. For the Bills, is this the year? <laughs> to make the playoffs for the Bills? Is this the year? To, to over, so 7-9 last year, you got Rex Ryan out of the way. The sideshow's gone, as fun right. as that was. How are you feeling going into camp? You got the same quarterback. Seems to be a rejuvenated defense getting healthy. Um, we know they're not touching the Patriots, but I think you can get the Dolphins if things fall right and maybe maybe contend for a wild card spot. How are you feeling about the Bills? It, it has to be wild card. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, yeah. No one's touching the Patriots. The Patriots are going to be back in, yeah. and in business again. But I think Sean McDermott is still a year away from being mm-hmm. a playoff team uh, and playoff contending team because, I mean, as you said, we got they got rid of Rex Ryan, but... The Rex Ryan uh, residue is still there. <laughs> it is absolutely still there. You know, right. the, the, the parts are still there. The slime. You have to change the attitude right. because you're going from one extreme to the next. Mm-hmm. And, and this season's really, uh, I guess, a slow. I don't want to really call it a rebuilding season, but it's a, it's a, it's what have you done for me lately season in the sense that you're really finding out what you have with Tyrod Taylor. He, some say he's a franchise quarterback. Some say he's got a stopgap. This is the year for him to prove it. He doesn't have many weapons around him because they all seem to be hurt. Sammy Watkins in and out the lineup. They drafted Jones. What can he bring? Now the tight end could be in flux with with, with Clay. What's happening with mm-hmm. Clay lately? So um, if Tyrod Taylor could overcome it and, and become that you know starting quarterback in the league, I think that sets them up for some success down the road. But it's not going to be this year. Well, John Crick from Post Media was saying earlier, and I, I agree, it really depends on LaShawn McCoy. Now, 20, 29 years old, we know that 28-29 yeah, range. This is where you fall off the cliff. You can fall. Now, there's the odd exception, but you can fall off the cliff. So if LaShawn McCoy is is Clicking. If he's going, that gives Tyrod Taylor a lot more leeway. And he's the type of quarterback he needs a a a, a partner, right? He needs somebody he needs to compliment him. He's a blankie. He, he, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't been in the league long enough no. for us to really truly know what he is. No. He's had 
big numbers, but everybody has big numbers nowadays in the NFL. Uh, Garbage time stats, whatever. That stuff happens. So, um, and in the offense last year that he played in, he was throwing the ball down the field a a lot more than he had been in Mm -hmm. the past, which is good. Uh, We we saw you know improvements there, but who's he throwing it to? If Sammy Watkins isn't there, then you know who's he really throwing to? So, as you said, McCoy could be that guy to kind of save him a little bit. Um, This is the year though that McCoy is expected to decline. But all reports from training camp has been that he he's coming in ready willing and able um i I think mccoy is going to have a nice year uh but to be honest it all comes down to what tyrod does does he take that next step at being the quarterback because it's going to be enough there's going to be a lot of uh you know interesting rookies coming out of this year's draft class which Teams like the Browns and the sure. Bills will definitely be looking for. Always near the top of the draft. <laughs> Always next year. All right, we're going to take the break and come back to wrap up Toronto today. Carlin Gay from the Sporting News Australia. He'll stick around to the top of the hour. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening to Toronto Today on TSN 1050. Yeah, this is Toronto Today. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050. TSN 1050. And on the iHeartRadio app. It's MLB non-waiver trade deadline day, folks. So 4 p.m., full coverage right here on TSN 1050. Will the Jays do anything? Of note, maybe, maybe not. Where will you, Darvish, Sonny Gray, Zach Britton, somebody else, where will they end up? The front runners by Malta reports say that the Yankees are hot on the heels of Sonny Gray. John Morosi reports, says, Yankees athletics continue to have productive conversations on Sonny Gray, but deal is not imminent Yet, And you, Darvish, and Sonny Gray are reported to be dealt, if they are, close to that 4 p.m. deadline. Uh, John Heyman saying on Twitter, Red Sox seems satisfied with Penn after landing dependable clutch edition. Kinsler being talks more about by other teams now. Who's the next twin to go? Them uh, Red Sox saying Addison Reed. So another deep bullpen arm to compliment Craig Kimbrell. Maybe that's something where if David Price remains out with that elbow inflammation, not having the best playoff record, you have depth there in the bullpen. In studio with me, from the Sporting News Australia, Carlin Gay sticks around. Carlin, great to have you back, buddy. And uh, I'm telling you, so Carlin and I, if you missed the first bit, worked together for years, uh, different stations, and and got our start in TSN together here uh, with a, a little CFL show. And um, not a lot of CFL in Australia, Carlin. But not a lot. Not, not a lot. lot. But, but, <laughs> but to go back on, lots your, of baseball. On, on your, yeah, lots of baseball today. I'll go back on your point there. If you're in the, you know, in the NL or AL East and the Yankees somehow, some way end up with Gray, you're in trouble. You, you're you, you're shaking. Trouble. You're shaking because the Yankees have now, you know, they had their slump midseason. Yep. They're ready to go now. And they yeah, had man. another pitcher and not just a rental. Uh, you know, most people want Gray because he's going to be on contract for the mm-hmm. next, you know, till till I believe 2019. So uh, it's not like you're just grabbing someone for this season alone. Yeah. You're, you're thinking forward here. And that, and as we were talking about before the break, building the right way once again. They're not just going out there and getting rentals. They're going out there and getting guys that are going to be around for the next couple of years. Well, they have. So the Yankees' little blip of a couple of years, they were able to build up. So now you have Aaron Judge, Sanchez, a couple of other young outfielders. And then, then they're poised. They got the Birdman as well. They got the Birdman. But then they're, they're poised too, Carlin, for being able to make a big splash in free agency if they so choose to. So you had great to that. Rotationally, all of a sudden, you have the Yankees who are half game up on the Red Sox. They're imploding with David Price controversy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, there, there's there's actually conspiracy talk that that his elbow is not inflamed. Yep, and he's just <laughs> another time that we were we were talking again before yeah. the break about how uh, the Jays, you know, stood their ground and didn't give a superstar that may be on the decline more money than he should have got. 
uh, and we're looking at a David mm-hmm. Price. At the time, people were saying, you know what, you need your ace, you need your scion contender. Yeah. Price may be that guy, but the Jays are like, eh, you know, let's hold off a little bit here. We have some young arms that, you know, could hold us over. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to, you know, go ahead and sell the farm for this guy and look at it now. It later. looks like a good move. And, and Great move. Here's, here's what was the frustrating part at the time for the fan base and for me included. They went and got Jay Happ, who right. the first time around with the Jays was, eh. and oh, yeah. And so then you, it was David Price goes to get Jay Happ. Like, what are you? Yeah. Come on. And listen. Nobody could and have predicted that year. Yeah, but then implodes in the playoffs. Exactly. And for David David Price, if he's hurt now, his mo is not performing well in the playoffs. Yeah. So the Red Sox go out and get a heck of a reliever in Addison Reed. So that's going to be uh, to, to follow the Yankees and Red Sox. Then you have the Tampa Bay Rays knocking on the door, two and a half games out of the second wild card spot, and no one's talking about them. no one's talking. And, about and they're starting to hit now, which is very very dangerous for you know teams you know, on the back end. Because yeah. when the Jays got hot two years ago, they started you know tearing the cover off the ball in August, right. and that's what carried them over and had everybody shaking in fear when Donaldson, you know, Batista mm-hmm. and Edwin was going. So um, if the Rays can keep this up. Maybe the Red Sox don't even get their chance to, to you know to make the playoffs. Wow! Because that 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 wild card one game playoff game is you know is exactly that. It's an absolute. Oh wild yeah, card. it's it's totally up for grabs. Then you have the Kansas City Royals who have yeah the the Rays knocking on their door two and a half games back. The Royals went out and got Melky Cabrera, who Jays fans know, <laughs> and and so now you have the Rays Mariners kind of around there. Then it really drops off. Twins Angels Orioles five five and a half back. Rangers five and a half, and then the the Jays at. At seven, and listen, even the most optimistic person, it's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, over. It is over. That's why I agree that they, uh, with, with the fans that are saying that they should make a move, not only should they make a move, but they should be sellers. Now is the time. You, you, you clean house yep. and, and start thinking about next season and putting you know, you know, the foundation down to make sure that you don't fall back into the abyss of, you know, you know the exile that they were in for the yeah. last 20 of, years. Of irrelevance. The last two-year pe- yeah, playoff period. So yeah. Yeah, this is the time. Of total irrelevance in the market. Uh, John Morosi reporting on Twitter, Nationals twins are having ongoing conversations about Brad Kinsler, sources say. Hmm. So keep an eye on, on that. And, of course, full day coverage right here on TSN 1050 on the MLB trade deadline. See what the Jays might do. They start a series in Chicago against the even worse White Sox. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, at least they did their part. They're selling. They're, they're selling, selling parts. At least they know they're admitting to what they are. Yes. They're terrible, and they're selling. Yeah, they lost, what are the Jays? You know, they lost their you know, star pitcher in free agency yep. uh, this past yeah, offseason. Chris, Sale, Chris yep. Sale's gone. Uh, and now they're starting to sell off their parts and, and, and try to rebuild. And that's what you have to do. You can't be in that middle ground. Can't be in the tweener zone. I chatted with uh, Seth Gruen from Bleach Report National MLB writer yesterday uh, on the Blue Jays. Here's a couple minutes of that. What I always try to wrap my head around is when you have teams on the cusp. The Blue Jays can be guilty of this, too. And you're close, and it's, well, we don't want to give up these prospects for the future. And I get that to a point. But at some point, you have to go for it. So like, like the Indians did. All right, Andrew Miller, we think this is a guy who can get us there. And it got them to the World Series, right? So at some point, those prospects are great. But baseball, I think more than any other sport, there are so many variables to whether these guys pan out or not. I just never understand when you have a team that are overly cautious and just never seem to get there. So that's that's what's going to be interesting to me to see which team is, you know, is it the Yankees? Is it the Brewers who are kind of that that tweener team that are going to say we believe with move X and Y we can go for it. But the tentative stuff like especially in Toronto, it's been, it's been frustrating where you're you're almost there and then you kind of back off. Yeah, look, I agree with you. I think that the mark of a great GM is one willing to trade his top prospect. And that's because he's a guy who has confidence to go out and, and get more of them. Uh, I'll use Theo Epstein as an example again. 
when he was in Boston, he traded Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and we saw him trade Glaber Torres, who he's hurt now. He, he's going to be out of here because he's having Tommy John surgery. But he's the second best prospect in the entire game. And he traded him for a rental. Hmm. And, and you're right. It did pay off. So I agree with you. That said, I, I think teams need to be cautious in such that we have this wild card scenario where you play in only one game uh, or potentially can be one and done. And I, I think that you want to make sure when you are making these trades, even if it's for a rental, but when you are giving up significant value in terms of prospects, you want to make sure these players that you acquire have a chance to make an impact. So I think your philosophy certainly holds true throughout baseball, mm-hmm. but particularly should be felt among the teams that are, are contenders in the division. So, you know, in other words, when you look at that NL West and you potentially look at, at, at let's say, you know, a, a Rockies team that might be uh, uh, eyeing a wild card or, or you look at the Diamondbacks uh, who hold the wild card right now. That was Seth Gruen, MLB national writer for the Bleacher Report, on what the Jays might be thinking. And no deals so far of note today that are officially finalized. Yesterday you had uh, Justin Wilson going to the Cubs. That was the, the Detroit Tiger relievers to the Cubs uh, solidifying their bullpen. You had the Colorado Rockies get some catcher depth with Jonathan Lucroy. Uh, with uh, Carlin Gay here of the Sporting News Australia in for a visit. You're heading out on, what, Thursday or Friday back home? Yeah, Thursday or Friday back Back home. to the new home. Back to the new home. Back yeah. to Sydney. Beautiful yeah. Sydney. Uh, just in time for winter to f- end there and uh, get ready for summer. Nice. So you're doing, so Car- uh, if you haven't checked it out on Twitter, at the Carlin Gay, covers the NBA, uh, covers international basketball, along with football and, and just about everything else. So you're going... You're going where? You're going to Europe? And to do- I am. I, I, I land in Sydney, spend two weeks, and then I'm on off a plane, off to a plane again uh, back in... Uh, I'm actually going to Israel. Really? Israel first uh, for the European Championships, uh, Eurobasket FIBA Championships, which will be good. Uh, I get to an opportunity to see a group full of uh, you know talented uh, European teams. So Georgia, Lithuania, Israel, Ukraine, Italy, and Germany will be in that Group B. And that begins uh, the end of August, so August 29th. Uh, Canada time. August yeah. 29th, Canada time. Canada time. Yeah. Nice, man. All right, so follow him on Twitter, at the Carlin Gabe. Pleasure, buddy. My friend, it's always a pleasure. Good stuff. Reunited after all these years. All right, <laughs> so that's Carlin Gay. For producer Sean Lavery and Steve Eliopoulos, I'm Andy McNamara. Mike Hogan is up next for more MLB trade deadline coverage. You've been listening to Toronto Today on TSN 1050.